What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense podcast. This is episode 11. I'm Jason, one of your co-hosts. I'm joined, as always, by Travis. Travis, how you doing tonight? I'm just watching the remnants of Hurricane Laura drop down some cool, sweet, wet relief on my dry, dead grass. Well, you haven't had to cut your grass, so I don't... It, it's not really gonna going to affect you, is it? I mean, it'd be nice if it made it grow. Mm. It looks a little um, derelict. Mm. Yeah, you can't, you can't, cannot have derelict grass at a new house. Yeah, not at our, not in this HOA. <laughs> it's a sin, and also in this HOA, you can't get your clippings on the sidewalk, or they freak out. Mm. You got, you got to blow that shit off. Yeah, they get mad if you don't blow it off. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm fighting a little bit of a pimple on my left cheek, and uh, it's really. It's really an angry one. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, it's tight and Talking to hot. You. Yeah, and hot and like sensitive to touch. But there's there's no there's no whitehead there yet. So right. there's nothing I can there's nothing I can do about it. You could put some grease on it. It'll be there in the morning. Mm. Thirty years old and have a pimple on my cheek. Almost thirty one. Nobody told me it was going to be this way. <laughs> I think it's a mark of youth. I think it's a good thing. Mm. Okay. Well, tell that to my bald spot. <laughs> Well, Travis, for the uninitiated or the noobs, this is a weekly PlayStation podcast where you and I get together and we talk about all of the last week's news, rumors, upcoming game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. You can find us on all of the usual podcasting platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several more. We are also on YouTube if you prefer to listen on a video platform. If you like what you hear in the show, please don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, and share us with a friend. If you would like to engage with us, you can reach us on Twitter, at the Pod, and we are also now on Twitch. We're trying to mix in a little bit of streaming, just broadening our, our horizons everywhere. You can find us at twitch.tv slash Podcast. This past week, Travis, you streamed a little bit of F1. And I streamed a little bit of uh, Two Point Hospital, so right. we mixed we mixed it up quite a bit. As you said, broadening our zero dawn horizons. <laughs> there you go, uh, Travis. You're also making a little. We'll talk in detail about it here a little bit later on at the end of the show. But you're you're stepping into the esports world, right? We don't want to spoil it. Stick around for that. We've severely broadened our horizons. We're <laughs> we're we're, mo- we're moving we're moving fast here. It's a we're, whole new we're, frontier. Yeah, we're we're playing fast and loose. So without further ado, why don't you tell us what you've been playing this past week? Well, this week I played a shitload of stuff, which is um a little rare. Usually I'm in kind of a, a not in a rut, but like a, a familiar zone. So definitely was all over the place this week. And a few of them I know you played with me. So if you got if you if you think of something I forget, feel free to jump in. But um hmm, where do I want to start? Well, we played a never-ending map on Call of Duty the other night. Mm. I don't even remember what it was, what the game mode was, I mean. I got the great idea to try Ground War Reinforced. Right. It's a cool concept. I actually like the concept. It's pretty, I like the, I just, I really, I enjoy the idea of it. It just took forever. And I guess it's like an unintended consequence of the of the game mode, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
um, I had a good time with it until it had been, you know, 20 minutes into the level and my eyes were starting to dry out and we were still in the same spot. Um, <laughs> it was like World <laughs> War One, like we were just stuck in the trenches. Like it was ridiculous. Yes. But anyway, other than that, we played our normal team death stuff. I think we crushed a couple of kids uh, a, a couple of nights there. I played a couple of demos. Uh, I played the NBA 2K demo for obviously for PS4. Okay. And I know we talked a little bit last podcast or before about the uh, kind of new mechanics of, of the stick. Mm. The the dribble escape moves moving right or left or forward on the stick are um, actually they're pretty easy and they're kind of intuitive. Um, if you push up on the stick, it's more of a signature move, if you will. Um, but not every you know not every player has that, so they get kind of repetitive with your lower level level guys. The few games I played, at least, right. And by the way, I was goofing off and playing around and trying new stuff to see kind of how things worked, and I was still destroying the Lakers, the all time Lakers, or the Clippers. Oh, the Cl- okay. No, sorry, I was playing the Clippers. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I played with the all time Lakers on one of the games, um, just because I wanted to play with Kobe. Anyway, I was still destroying them. <laughs> RIP. I was still destroying them, and I was playing awful. So I don't know if that says a lot about me or the game. Um, hopefully, me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the one thing I didn't like was the aiming and the and the shot stick. So it's an interesting idea. Um, I think that there are some issues with the shooting mechanics of the game. Um, but my issues with the game last year were random stuff was way more contested than it seemed like it should be or guys would kind of go into an animation for a jump shot and they kind of get in this weird kind of no man zone mm-hmm. when they didn't really need to and you'd either get blocked or it would be so contested you would, it would be a brick and no shot of going in um those things i would have liked to have seen fixed but instead we got a new mechanic and they say you know you have to aim it and it is true you have to pull straight down on the stick to get the ball to go straight at the rim and no matter what camera angle you're on, if you're on the 2K camera or the broadcast, which I think are the two most prevalent cameras people use, um, straight down on the stick, shoots it at the rim. So even if you're on the the right side of the rim or you're in the left corner for three, you're pulling straight down due south on the stick. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense from a mechanical standpoint of the controller, right? But th- if you're going to make me aim, I feel like... It, the stick should mirror where you are on the court. So right. like no matter where you are on the court, the stick should be pointed at that point of the rim that's dead in the middle of wherever you are. So if you're on the wing, it should be in between, it should be southeast, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're dead on, it should be south. You know, if you're in the corner, it should be west, et cetera, whatever. And your little area you land on does move based off of, you know, who's guarding you, the size can change, or if they close out, or if you get help, they can change not only in size, but it can slide to the left or the right. So when you shoot, you have to make sure you kind of pull the stick to the left or right to make sure you get it in the middle, if that makes sense. Mm, so, okay. so yeah, so due south would be shooting it straight at the rim. But if you're in a situation where you drive in, you go for a layup and it got blocks you or tries to block you, it could slide over to the left or right for you to avoid him. Mm. And you have to roll the stick over to the left or right to, to avoid him. So in that case, it wouldn't be, you know, dead south when you shoot. So, it's not that it's difficult. I'm just not sure it's any better than what we had. And people are going to complain about it. I can already tell you. Right. I've seen a lot of people complain about it already on Twitter. And then I've seen a lot of people say that they love it. But right. from what I have not played it, the demo, but from what you've told me about it, it sounds like it totally takes the timing aspect out of it, which 
I don't necessarily agree with because like we've talked about shooting the basketball is it's, it does include timing. It includes form. It includes form. It includes timing. It includes release. Like it's a total package. So, right. It's all three of those. I mean, maybe I'll really like it whenever I play it. I'm going to wait till the PlayStation five comes out, but. And as you should, it's not complicated. It's not, it's not that it's bad. It's, you know, it's like a seven out of 10. I'm not sure. And the other one to me was that too. So the other one last year, your shooting mechanic was about your release point and timing. Mm-hmm. So it's about, about two of the three because you're not really aiming. This one's about aiming and it take completely takes away. I held the stick all the way down. And as long as I had it in the realm, I got the same result. I flicked it, had the same result. So mm. now instead of having timing and release, we just have aim. So it's kind of like, it, you know, you just gave me the other side of the coin. You didn't put them together. So yeah. it's kind of like, I don't really, other than that, the demo is a complete reskin of last year. I had the same, um, can noises. Um, <laughs> when we went to load the game, it still had Devin Booker holding the ball with a guy guarding him. It had the Adam silver ball logo picture we've seen for the last four years. Cool. cool. Um, and I, and I get that. Look, I guess that stuff isn't important to them, but all they really did was change the shot mechanic and give me a new soundtrack, which that's not going to make me buy a game. Mm-hmm. Although the soundtrack is better, you know, you put, if you put ASAP Ferg on a soundtrack, I'm going to be into it. You mean you didn't mute 90% of the songs immediately? Oh, I would have if I bought the game, but <laughs> you know, at least he would have been on there at least. The other, listen, there's a lot of other stuff about NBA and I could talk about it for 30 minutes. So I'm not going to bore you. It's just, I wouldn't bother with it if you're getting a PS5. I wouldn't bother with it. I would just get the PS5 version because it has to be better than the PS4 version. There's no way it can't be. There's no way it can be worse. Sure. What else have you been playing? Anything? So I did the Desperado 3 demo. Okay. Not the normal game I play. Hmm. But I watched some video on it and I like the art and I like the idea of it. It sounded fun. And I like kind of the different specialties you have with uh, Cooper and then the... the uh, other guy looks like uh, the mask, mask wing duck, dark wing duck. <laughs> yes. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. And the more I played it, uh, the easy, not the necessarily the easier guy, because it was, it is not an easy game. Mm-hmm. You, you got to kind of think ahead of the game. And if you're not used to playing those games, it's a little difficult. But what I did play, I enjoyed it. I think it's a nice game. Will I buy it? Probably not. But if you're into that kind of game, it's, I think it's good. What is, did you play it? What did you think about it? I did play it and I turned it off. So <laughs> I, of the two of us, like, you know, that strategy, real time strategy, simulation, tactical games are right up my alley. That's one of my favorite genres, maybe number two. So I did play the demo. I had previously played Blades of the Shogun, which is the Ooh. same, the same studio. Same type of game, but with uh, Shogun. Blades and Shoguns. With Blades and Shoguns, yeah. It's a hard game, just like you're saying. I got frustrated because I made like a wrong button press and I jumped down in front of like three guys and it was just chaos. <laughs> and I just wasn't in the mood for it, so I just turned it off and deleted it. Fair enough. I'm sure it's a fine game. It, it's everything that I love in theory because Red Dead is my favorite. Red Dead Redemption 2 is my favorite game ever. And I love tactical, I love tactical games. So in theory, it should really speak to me, but I just wasn't in the mood for it. So I've also, uh, I finished Ghost of Tsushima this past weekend. I got the, I got the platinum trophy. 
how how deep into that do you want to go? Um, non spoiler. Okay, I, I would give it an eight and a half. That's fair. I'd give it eight and a half or a nine. So I guess what take what brings it down for me to an eight and a half, if you want to call it that, is first of all, I think that even though the game is pretty, at the same time, in a lot of ways, it's not. What do you What do you mean by that? Coming from The Last of Us Part Two, there's really mm-hmm. just no comparison. So it's, is it not as refined? Is that what you mean? The environments are pretty on Ghost of Tsushima. There's no doubt. The lighting is very good. The environment, the landscaping is is very pretty. But there are times when you get a little bit too close to to seeing how the sausage is made, and you can see <laughs> you can see the textures wash out. You can see the kind of animations on the characters aren't 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 as polished and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some weird, like graphical things that would go on sometimes. And do you notice like your legs would clip into the ground sometimes? Yeah, that. And yeah. And we I'm trying... not sure. My, did my horse have hoofs? I don't think I ever saw them. <laughs> I would walk up steps and my feet, I would basically like my feet would go through every step. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, my other small issue with it is there are times where the controls didn't handle the way that they should have. So for instance, if I'm climbing up a rock face, I'm having to go left to jump over to the next handhold. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing the stick left. I hit X. The main guy, Jin Sakai, would jump just totally off the cliff facing. It's kind of probably it's it's probably what your issue is with Assassin's Creed. That's exactly what I do on Assassin's Creed. I don't know why you know. It, I don't I don't know why it annoyed me with this game, but it did. But it did. That's a great question, Jason. Why does this not bother you with Assassin's Creed? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess because with Assassin's Creed, I always felt like it was my fault. So anyway, I talked a little bit too much shit about it. As a whole, I really enjoyed the game. I think it's a it's a very good first party game. I think it's a great way to end the PlayStation 4 era. The combat is super satisfying. The story is is pretty good throughout. I guess that's an, uh, there are a couple side tells or quests, whatever they call them, where it misses a couple of beats here and there that'll kind of pull you out of it. I kind of felt like they were toss-ins. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, but it exceeded my expectations. I mean, I thought it was going to be a pretty good game, and I think it's a little bit better than that. And mm-hmm. I think that an 8.5 or an 85, however you want to look at it, is probably warranted and you know i gave the last of us a 9.5 so i think a point you know like one full point or uh is fair in comparison right comparing the two so we can we can go over our list of of favorite games when we get closer to the five and we kind of can wrap up this console but it's probably in my top four or five at least that's fair yeah that's fair Um, and I agree with you. All the things you said make sense. Um, I was curious what you thought about those things or how many you noticed. Mm-hmm. The legs going through the steps really bothered me. But because mm-hmm. I, th- I just feel like that's, again, I know nothing about making games. But part of me feels like that's pretty basic. Like, I shouldn't clip through the stair. Correct. But whatever. I mean, but I had a great time with it. And it's probably, was it the easiest platinum you've ever gotten? It very well could be. I, yeah, that's probably fair to say. Yeah. It's not that it's 
necessarily easy. It's just it's not difficult. It's just no, time. It takes some time. Yeah, it's just a commitment thing. Yeah, but good game. I I recommend it. You should uh, you should definitely definitely play it. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the multiplayer. Oh yeah, it'll be a blast. That'll be fun. So could the multiplayer redeem it for you, or will you consider that two different games? By redeem it, I mean bump it up to maybe a nine. Oh no, that's two separate things in my mind. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Because I guess Last of Us Two multiplayer is separate. Yeah, yeah, and it do- it doesn't. It's not going to include any of the characters from the single player. So right, yeah, you're right. That's true. Uh, I've also been playing Red Dead Online per usual, getting challenges. They've pretty much fixed the game. They did another update earlier this week, so it's fixed. It seems. Reddit was sweating in their chairs on Tuesday, so I'm glad you guys made it. <laughs> we did. Uh, I'm still a clown on Reddit, though. Not going to take that off yet. Beautiful. And also, we mixed in some Call of Duty. I played a little bit with you last night and w- while you were busy streaming. I played without you, I should say. <laughs> and uh, I went ahead and pre-ordered Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War okay. for for PS5 or the cross-gen bundle or whatever. Right. So when I did that, it gave me a character, an operator, and it gave me a weapon uh, blueprint. So I was like, cool, I want to try these out. So that was fun. And then I mixed in a little bit of Fall Guys with you maybe one night. We just played for a little bit. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm sure we didn't win. Right. We played the Avengers beta last weekend, Saturday night. Do you want to go over our final verdict of that? Sure. Yeah. Has it changed for you? Uh, no, I still think it's surprisingly more fun and better than I thought it would be. I'm excited to play the full game. I've already pre-ordered it, so I'm good to go. I think I may have said this before, but if I was going to play it by myself, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. The fact that I can play it with all of you guys increases the enjoyment for me. It's definitely better the more people you have. That That's part of what made it so fun. Because like, I would look across... And John would have these huge hands <laughs> and then like Jacob's flying into a wall with Iron Man. You know, it was just a blast. You would just be kind of like off to the side and somebody pull out their huge power. Mm-hmm. I think that if you, because it's such a divisive game on social media and I think it will be even when it launches. I think that if you asked people who didn't like it, if they played solo, meaning if they didn't like the beta, that if they played solo or if they played it with friends, I'm going to guess that the majority of people who said that that they didn't like it played by themselves. I'm going to guess that the majority of people that said they enjoyed it played with friends or a friend. That's interesting. That's just my guess. I would really like to know that. I wish IGN would do a poll or something like that. So that would be a cool poll. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. Going to have another character announced soon that we'll talk about in the news. And what did you, what did you think about it? What's your thoughts there? Oh, I enjoyed it, but like you said, it's not a game I play by myself. Games I play by myself have to be at the Red Dead or the Ghost of Tsushima level Mm -hmm. or the racing games, because I know you guys aren't going to race with me, and that's fine. I don't, I wouldn't expect you to anyway. But it has to be at a certain level for me, and it just doesn't hit those buttons for me. But it hits all of the party buttons for me. It's a classic, like Mario Party for me, but with Avengers characters. Sure, that's fair. I think we'll enjoy it. I think they're going to keep adding content as they go and characters and stuff. I think it'll be good. Uh, I also played a game called Graveyard Keeper. Perfect for you. (laughs) I finished Ghost of Tsushima and I just wanted something to kind of cleanse the palate. And I'm in the mood for a management game and 
uh, like <laughs> a simulator game. I mean, I'm such a manager. I'm, they call me Karen. Um, <laughs> I just was in the mood for a, like a management game or a simulator. And I'd got this game on sale for like $3 a long time ago or something. I enjoy the premise of the game. I enjoy the game in general. And I don't want to get too deep in the how far in the in the weeds on this because nobody cares about this game. But my problem, I, it's way too complicated. The long and short of it is, is it's too complicated. There are too many moving parts, and I don't have the mental capacity or the desire right now to really dedicate myself to it and figure out how it all works together. Knowing that Avengers comes out next Friday, so cool game if you like management games or simulators it's worth trying but it's a lot i'll just tell you so i switched gears a little bit and decided to play two point hospital instead which is like theme hospital from playstation one back in the day if you guys remember that game i actually own that on the vita <laughs> it's a two point hospital is just great it's just it's perfect it's exactly what i was looking for it's just it's a little bit lighter on the management side of things and it's got humor to it and whatnot. And so I streamed it a couple of nights ago and it's just funny. Yeah. Everything's funny. They have goofy names. They have goofy names. I had a, several people die from failed lightheadedness treatment, which is when people have uh, light bulbs for heads. <laughs> I love that so much. And then they turned into ghosts and my janitor, whose name was Monty Syrup, had to come and vacuum, had to vacuum them up with a dust buster. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then later on, I went to another hospital and the, the, I guess the illness that I had an emergency for was, um, gosh, what was it? Everybody looked like Freddie Mercury and was like dancing around the hospital and was singing <laughs> and they had to go see the psychiatrist. I wish I could Brilliant. remember the, I wish I could remember the illness, but it's a great game. It's hilarious. So I might stream that again next week if you guys are listening and, are interested in seeing some of that, um, just follow us on Twitter and we'll tweet out when we're going to stream that. So you can see what that's about. Uh, and that's a lot that I've been playing, but some of it I just kind of dabbled in. So, but that's everything. And with that, we will get into the news, Travis. It is another big news week, not big news, but a lot of news. Uh, it's very, it's a very anticlimactic week, I think, but Mm-hmm. Several several things to get through here. So, without further ado, number one, we received our best intel to date on Friday regarding when the PlayStation Five will be available. As website Video Games Chronicle reported that their sources confirm the PS Five will release on either November thirteenth or November twentieth. The article from VGC stated, "Quote." According to VGC's development and retail sources, mid-November is exactly when PlayStation 5 is most likely to land. In the UK, we understand that PlayStation has already booked significant marketing spend for the seven days commencing on Friday, November 13th. Multiple retail sources have also told us that a launch during this window would fit within their expectations, end quote. Furthermore, and perhaps more definitively, VGC's Microsoft sources also supported these claims as they as the report went on to say, quote, Xbox sources indicated that the platform holder is also expecting PS5 to arrive within the week commencing November 13th, end quote. There is a bit of bad news, however, as PS5 shortages are expected. Nico Partners senior industry analyst Daniel Ahmad told VGC, quote, 
While production is ramping up and component scarcity is less of an issue than before, we believe that logistics issues will be a barrier for both platform holders to overcome this holiday. With the impact of COVID-19 leading to long shipping times and shortages on store shelves during the launch period, end quote. Okay, so there's a lot to take in there, Travis. Mm -hmm. What do you make of some of this? Well, it gives us the two dates that we talked about last week. So Mm -hmm. we're at least kind of, we're fairly correct in our our assumption there. And, you know, it says the seven days commencing on the 13th. So that basically tells you, if you read it the way I read it, if they've booked the marketing for the seven days ending on the 13th, that it would be the 13th, right? That's how I read it. So I though I read it differently. I read it that they're starting their marketing the week that starts on November the 13th. Okay. So either way, between the 7 days between the 13th and the 20th, it'll it should pop. Mhm. This is probably the first time I've felt a little nervous about not having the PS5 at launch. I've you know, we've read and heard about all these stories, but for some reason for some reason when Daniel Ahmad said that I kind of felt the heat and I'm not sure Mm -hmm. why that made me feel that way. Maybe it's the way he worded it because his quote sounds like somebody who's in the know. It doesn't sound like just some random dude on Twitter who maybe heard a conference call, right? No, he's well connected. He's, he's pretty well connected. Right. So that makes me a little nervous, but I mean, it is what it is. If, if I have to wait, I have to wait. I mean, I don't know about you, but I did sign up for the, um, the alert that Sony put out, I guess, Thursday or Wednesday. I did, yeah. I I was able to. I, well, first of all, I got the email. I right. hardly ever get oh, emails wow. from. <laughs> yeah, I hardly ever get any emails from PlayStation, even though I'm signed up for everything. Yeah. But I did get this email, which is maybe arguably the most important one to date. <laughs> so, a couple things. First of all, like I just mentioned, the way I read this is Sony has bought a big ad buy that will start on November the thirteenth. And it will run for seven days after that. So up through the 20th. Depending on how you feel that Sony is going to play their global ad campaign and spend their money is where you fall on the coin of which of those two dates you think PS5 is going to release on. If you think that Sony is going to spend their money and market the PS5 before the console is out, where the ad says, you know, whatever, yada, 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 PlayStation 5 available November the 20th. If you think they're going to do that beforehand, then you think it's November the 20th. If you think Sony, on the other hand, is going to have an ad campaign that says available now, then you're in the camp that says they're going to start their commercials, their global commercials, whatever, Billboards in Times Square in New York City and everything, you're you're in the camp that believes they're going to start that on November the 13th, which is when the console would launch if you think they're going to do it after. I just realized what commencing means, so you're definitely right. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking commencement meant end, like, you know, you have commencement right. for graduation, <laughs> but it actually means yes. to start. Yes, yes. The more you know. Yes. So I am in the camp that Sony is going... This is just my personal opinion that Sony is going to have a a global ad campaign once the console launches. I think that you, meaning they, want to land the marketing punch of available right now. Available now. 
So I think they're going to start marketing the console on November the 13th when it comes out. That's also the day that Call of Duty comes out, who we know they're in bed with in a marketing Uh-oh. way. There's a rumor that there is going to be a Call of Duty bundle with PlayStation 5. So that lines up in that way. Yep. And I'm not a marketer, but in my opinion, if you're going to do this, you're going to launch a console. You want it to say available right now. You want people to see your ad and buy it immediately. Yeah, impulse it. Whether it's online, whether they can drive to Best Buy or wherever and buy it then. You don't want to, you don't, just me, you don't want to say available on November the 20th. There's so much other stuff going on in people's lives. If it's a casual gamer or a casual fan, they don't care about that. They'll just see the Xbox campaign that's going to run after November the 6th when it launches and they're just going to go get the Xbox possibly. <laughs> so I don't know. Where do you, how do you feel about that? What I just said? Well, I definitely, the way that is worded and now that I understand another word in the English language, they're definitely <laughs> going to start, they're definitely going to start marketing on that Friday. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't see a reason why you would run it and then release it on the 20th. I think they have to release it on the 13th. And we also talked about that gives them two weeks before Black Friday. So that gives them mm-hmm. a week of initial sales and then a week to restock as best they can for Black Friday. So that is my takeaway from it. Right. And you look, if you don't have one by Black Friday, you're not going to get one probably until the middle of December. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on the Black Friday thing. I think my issue with Black Friday, which is I, that might just be an American thing. I'm not sure if the rest of the world really does that. Probably just an American thing because it's Thanksgiving related. But if you are marketing for seven days up and up through Black Friday, think about all the other advertisements and uh, that you're competing with. Yeah, you're lost. Yeah, that's a good point. To us, it's a big deal, right? To me and you, if we see a PlayStation commercial or a, a banner on a website, like that's that means something to us. But to other people, it, if they see that and then that follows up with whatever, the Vizio TV or, you know, the Nintendo Switch, it might get lost in the shuffle. Right. That's kind of another reason why I'm leaning toward the 13th because they might get out a little bit ahead of all of that Black Friday crap here in the States. Exactly. And then second point, as far as you mentioned with the scarcity of the console... I'm a little nervous too. I'm hoping, or at least what I think is that me and you, people like me and you who are going to be looking to pre-order immediately, I think we're going to be okay. I think the people who expect to go into Best Buy or wherever on the 13th right. or the 20th or Black Friday and get one. Yeah, like it's the Switch. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have much luck depending on where you're at. I think the people who are actively seeking the pre-orders are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. The people who are going to try to expect to just walk in somewhere and get it after it launches, you know, between then and the end of the year, I think they're going to have some trouble. Yeah. And I just got a platinum trophy, Sony, if you're listening. So <laughs> don't, don't, they are, don't screw me here, guys. It is worth noting that they are basing the pre-order opportunities that are directly from sony on your playstation history whatever that means right. so. so john will get one john's the top of the list <laughs> john's at the top of the list it bodes well for you you picked a great time to get a platinum yeah. trophy well so. and then jacob will never get one because he changes his name every two weeks so they don't know who he is <laughs> <laughs> correct so they can't track him down. that's an inside joke that like three people get in the world <laughs> right <laughs> number two travis 
Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was revealed at long last on Wednesday, with the first trailer going live inside Call of Duty Warzone. The game is a direct sequel to the first Call of Duty Black Ops game, and features Mason, Woods, and Hudson returning as NPCs. IGN reported that players will create their own character for the campaign with a customized backstory, gender options, and character traits. How many gender options do we have? Oh, there's three. I'm going to jump ahead of you a second here and cut you uh-huh. off. Sorry. What is, well, do you know anything more about these character traits? Like, what does that mean? Does that change how I act? Does it change my dialogue options? Does it change my, my loadout? Uh, it changes dialogue options for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I want to, I just want to be a big American asshole. <laughs> asshole might be a trait. I feel like schizophrenic or like paranoid might be a character trait, that sort of thing. Hmm. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. IGN also reported that players will quote, have dialogue options that reflect your personality traits. There you I go. Read, I could have read it. Yeah. <laughs> and can affect the outcomes of missions. Optional objectives and multiple paths open up based on how you choose to play your character with side missions becoming available through evidence you discover in the main missions. Call of Duty will even have multiple endings for the first time ever, end quote. Additionally, we learned that a multiplayer gameplay reveal will take place on September the 9th, which is also the 25th anniversary of PlayStation, with an open beta to follow, which will come to PlayStation five days before other platforms. And finally, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War will release on PlayStation 4 on November 13th and on PlayStation 5 at the console's launch. All right, Travis, talk to me here. Well, I I admire you for already pre-ordering. That's that's some strong faith. <laughs> I, I won't make a decision on that until I play the beta. And the reason is I didn't do that until the last beta. I haven't done that on the last few Call of Duties until I play the beta. Mm-hmm. We knew within the first, what, probably hour of playing the beta that it was worth buying. Yeah. And I, and I, listen, I've been burned enough times by Call of Duties I didn't enjoy that I just can't do a pre-order without a beta. It's just too much for me. This is kind of the first, I guess, single player Call of Duty that seems a little bit interesting to me in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I like the multiple endings. I like that I could theoretically pick a new character and play the whole story again, and it could be different. That's a good point. That's fun. I still haven't played the single player on this year's Call of Duty. Uh, I have no idea oh, what happens. Wow. No idea. Wow. Wow. I, like I said, I get this game to play online with you guys, and I have, I have fun doing that. When I get on, we pretty much straight away, if we get in a party, we're playing something. You know, We're not playing a single player story. Sure. So I use my single player time to race whatever game I'm racing or play 2K, the way I did this year. So, But anyway, point being, the way that they worded the release. I don't know. That kind of feels like a hint at the launch date, doesn't it? I guess you can read in it into it two ways. I am going to stand by the fact that it's going to release alongside the PlayStation 5. I'm also going to throw out there that September the 9th is going to be the date of either one of two things. The next PlayStation 5 reveal event or the date that pre-orders open for the console. That's just kind of my, that's just my gut. I just feel like those things are going to line up in some way. You think the multiplayer gameplay reveal would be tied into the new PlayStation press conference? I think it's possible. I think at the very least, there might be a trailer in the PlayStation thing, and then it'll say 
you know, then they'll tweet out after the fact, you know, tune in later today for full multiplayer gameplay, whatever. Yeah. Could you see them doing like a, here's the multiplayer thing, and then it pops up at the end, and it's like, available on November 13th on PS5. Mm. And that's how they announce it. Could they? Do you think they could really put all their eggs on the Call of Duty boat? No, I think Sony will will stand alone as far as the release date and stuff. But I could see them doing something like it's September the 9th. Oh, hey, the beta is opening to later today for yeah. PlayStation players. Right. Because right. they're going to get it five days earlier. Number three, developer Warner Brothers Montreal revealed a trailer for Gotham Knights at the recent DC Fandom event. And as it turns out, the new Batman game is not actually a Batman game. Gotham Knights is not set in the Batman Arkham universe of the previous Rocksteady Batman games, and it sees players suiting up as Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood in an open-world two-player cooperative action RPG. Following the trailer, Warner Brothers Montreal also shared an extended look at gameplay, which included the signature Batman Arkham-style combat, ironically, albeit with RPG elements such as damage counters and the gameplay concluded with a boss fight against Mr. Freeze. It was finally revealed that Gotham Knights will release sometime in 2021 for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. What did you think about this? Did you see any of it? So I went back and forth on this. So when I first realized there wasn't Batman in it, it's not quote-unquote a Batman game, I thought, well, that's kind of a waste. That seems kind of silly. And then I flipped immediately to the other side, like, oh, well, that's so cool. That's cool, because we could kind of build on this to get a new Batman. Do we need another sure. Batman movie, right? I mean, game right now, especially with the movie coming out. Like, the ether feels like there's too much Batman. I go back and forth. Yeah. The thing that saves it for me is the Arkham, is the Arkham style combat. I think that will uh, help float this game along. Mm-hmm. I agree. We need to see a little bit more, because we're still a little bit further away, but... Mr. Fre- When's the last time we saw Mr. Freeze? Was it Arnold? Uh, Mr. Freeze was in the the other Arkham games. Um, at, at least at least one of them. I don't remember, but I feel like I feel like I'm pretty sure he was. I could be wrong about that. So anyway, I think it'll be pretty cool. I don't know if I'll play it, but I like what they're doing with it. I think it's cool to get Nightwing, and you don't see Nightwing and Red Hood Red Hood a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty interesting. I thought the gameplay looked cool. I think that. A co-op Batman game, if you want to call it that, is interesting. Right. Um, it's only gonna it's only gonna be two player two player maximum co-op. So we'll see if it's something that we really want in a Batman game, right. or if we just need to go back to you know the old Arkham style games and it's just Batman and single player. So time time will tell. Co-op makes it an option for me. Otherwise, sure. I wouldn't be involved in it because it's just it's another thing I have to do. Well, Travis. You'll like number four then. Gotham Knights was not the only DC video game revealed at DC Fandom, as Rocksteady Studios finally revealed that they are indeed working on a Suicide Squad game, titled Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. The studio shared a cinematic trailer which featured Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark, who are tasked with saving the Earth from DC's superheroes, including Superman, who appeared in the trailer. Players will be able to play the game solo while switching between characters or with up to three others and four-player online co-op across an open-world metropolis. Unlike Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is a continuation of the Arkhamverse from previous Batman games, 
Rocksteady revealed that the game will release sometime in 2022 for PlayStation 5. What are your thoughts on this one? This could be our DC Avengers game for all of us. Yeah. That's kind of what I felt like when I saw it. Why mm-hmm. are we why are we trying to kill um the Justice League? What do they do? I of course we've talked about this. We're not I'm not deep into the comics, but my understanding is that there's something has happened to them and they're corrupted oh, in some evil way. Now. Okay. Yeah, they're corrupted in some way. It's it's really hard to keep track of everything because it's like, you know, everything exists at once because all the comics are out. So like to, right. to me it's like, what do you mean? Because then we go back and forth so many times with like, you know, it's a new Batman movie, so we're starting the story over again. We have like thirty five of those. Yeah, and there's a lot of universes in the Batman in the Batman universe. So we never get to this point. I can't keep track of it all. Number five, the PlayStation 5 user interface may border between an AI assistant and a social network for players. Website PushSquare reported that Oddworld creator Lauren Lanning teased some of the upcoming UI features in an interview with official PlayStation magazine. When speaking about social engagement, Lanning said, quote, before we'd say, okay, I'm playing my console game. And there's connectivity and there's friends, sharing of stats and stuff like this. But a lot of it, you're still going to the web to engage in the discussion. I think we're going to see in this generation a lot of a lot more of that interlaced, where you're not leaving the console as much to go get the other data, end quote. This is interesting. What do you think about this? I think the other data is it the right way to put that. It kind of throws what he's saying into a different realm to me. Right. This feels like an expansion or an explosion of kind of the communities you can join now on PlayStation, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Like, you know, we're playing Arkham City and I want to see kind of like maybe I'm stuck on a level. I can go mm-hmm. into the community and you maybe see some videos or like see a post that it kind of explains what they did or whatever. I can ask a question. Hey, I'm stuck. That's kind of what I'm imagining right now is this really in-depth, helpful community. But it's on the Internet, so it'll probably get toxic. <laughs> but Exactly. I don't know, the way he worded it was weird to me the first time I read through it I didn't really understand what he meant until I had to like sit down and like actually like picture it in my head yeah I think he was he said all that in a little bit of a nerdy way but I think you hit the nail on the head I think what you said is exactly the type of things he's talking about where if you need to look something up you need to see where do you need to go to get a collectible for a trophy you're just going to be able to do it all on the playstation 5 you're not going to have to go get on the phone or the computer and go to youtube like you'll just be able to do it right there that's, and that's sick yeah that's cool you, maybe you'll be able to go to reddit you know go to the batman reddit oh, yeah. on whatever on the playstation 5 and look up the thread for it so i think that's cool man yeah it sounds cool and when i when i hear these things i get lost into the visuals like what is this going to look like how is it going to operate and I don't always think about just the efficiency of it as a, as a tool. Number six, new PlayStation 5 price rumors popped up this week that may suggest a price tag of $499 for the upcoming console. Website Dual Shockers reported that retailer Best Buy now includes a financing offer on both the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X pre-order pages that advertise 18-month financing on purchases $499 and up. However, it should be added that this could simply be based off of a placeholder price in their system for both consoles, but is worth noting nonetheless. Any thoughts on this? I feel like the placeholder came from somewhere. Right. Uh, I just can't imagine that they made that up. I mean, they could have, but when I, you know, especially when you read 18-month financing on purchases of 499 and mm-hmm. up, that's a quote-unquote placeholder. Mm-hmm. 
you so they went to some finance company that's going to help them out and didn't give them specific numbers like that doesn't seem realistic and dual shockers did compare this to other products on their site so like for instance if you go to best buy and you want to buy a $900 refrigerator and it's 899.99 if you go to that page for that product it says 18 month financing on purchases 899 and up so it's not like it's a placeholder that just happened to be on that page necessarily do you know what i mean right yeah if it was a placeholder it would be like that for every product right if it's everything it would say 499 or whatever you know or it would just give you a threshold so i don't know we'll see sounds interesting that's my guess is that's for the disc version i think the digital is going to be cheaper than that i hope so number seven we received several tidbits of information regarding marvel's avengers this week for starters dual shockers reported that PS4 players will need 90 gigabytes of free hard drive space for Marvel's Avengers to be installed. In addition, BG247 reported that physical version owners of Avengers will will have to download an 18 gigabyte day one patch. And finally, Push Square reported that developer Crystal Dynamics will reveal a third post-launch character during the next War Table live stream on September 1st. So there's a few things to take in there. Do you have any comments on any of that? 90 gigabytes, look, I got an external hard drive, man. I'm data rich. <laughs> like, let's rock and roll. It doesn't, nothing, nothing phases you now, huh? No, man, I got like, I got like two terabytes in this bitch. <laughs> what do you, who do you think this character will be? Do you have any thoughts mm, on that? That's a good question. So we've got Hawkeye, we know, we know about Spider-Man, at least for PlayStation. Mm, I, th- right. I think they're going to stick with like the, what I call the mainstream characters. I think that okay. I think it's either going to be Ant Man or Black Panther is my guess. Yeah, I think Black Panther would be more impactful, I guess, than Ant Man. I think that movie was so popular that it would. I think it would drive home a little bit better if they picked Black Panther first. That's a good point. Um, Ant Man would still be a fun character, though. I w- I would have a blast with Ant Man. Right. I think that'll be a cool. I think they're going to go there eventually because it was in the leak that we talked about last week. I think or week right. before. So that's going to be really cool to see how they execute that. So yeah, I think I think Doctor Strange will be interesting to see how they how they incorporate his time bending and whatnot and his right. ability to see the future. Like I think that's how does he predict the future if I'm playing with three of my buddies and I have no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Uh, also, 90 gigabytes, that's a big game file, but when you look at games like Red Dead and Call of Duty, that's not even those, that big for those, so right. uh, 18 gigabyte day one patch is huge. Ooh, yikes. Uh, I'm getting it digital, so that'll already be included in the download file. I would encourage all of you to do the same. Number eight, Sony made a couple of PlayStation Plus announcements this week. First, they announced that the free PlayStation Plus games for September are Street Fighter V and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Both games will be available starting September the 1st. PlayStation also announced that as of this past Wednesday, Fall Guys is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game of all time across all regions. According to trophy data from GameStat, 21 million people have now played the game on PlayStation 4. Wow. What do you have to say about that? You know what's crazy is 21 million people is so many freaking people. And then when you think about like the population of China, it's like 1%. <laughs> right. And it's crazy that like this is so successful. And if you look at the population of the world, it's really not that many people in a weird way. I don't yeah. know. That was blowing my mind today. 
Player Unknown Battlegrounds should have already done this when they came out, just like Fall Guys did. I feel like they're mm. trying to jump on this train of like, again, would you call Fall Guys a battle royale in, in a sense it is? Yes. Yeah, in a way. So I feel like they're trying to jump onto that success. I feel like we're already past that point. Like people are into Fortnite, they're into Warzone, some people are into Apex. I feel like Player Unknown Battleground is 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 the fourth is the caboose in that train. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I've so I told you before that I've played Battlegrounds on Stadia. It's not much to write home about, in my opinion. Some people really love it. I would prefer to just play Warzone. That's my personal opinion. Um, but I know it's popular, so that's a big game for PlayStation Plus. Street Fighter Five is a very popular game. I know a lot of people will be interested in that. I'm not a fighting game guy, so that doesn't really speak to me. Right. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good month um, for PS Plus overall, though, compared to where we were several months ago when we were still getting like indie games. You know, right. Now we're getting <laughs> now we're getting like AAA, like you know, big third party games. So that's good. That's good. It's a good sign. Number nine, website PlayStation Universe reported that permadeath in Watch Dogs Legion is an optional feature, which may come as a relief to some players. In an Ask Me Anything session on Reddit, creative director Clint Hawking, I love that guy's name for some reason, (laughs) creative director Clint Hawking shared that the game difficulty and permadeath are separate options from one another, saying, quote, either way, you can choose to use one character throughout the game as long as they are not arrested or hospitalized or killed, except for a couple of instances where you might need someone specific. If you are playing in permadeath mode and all of your characters are dead or simultaneously arrested or hospitalized and you have none left, the game is over and you will need to restart from the beginning, end quote. What do you think about that? You know, we've seen games with multiple players before that have, we've had mixed results with those. Um, People loved and hated the GTA multiple player thing. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I actually love this. And it goes back to like how weird I am about doing really realistic things like we talked about last week with yeah. doing full races or whatever. I love the fact that like, you know, I need to get Tom so I can hack into this building and, and wire <laughs> all this money to this bank account. So then as Jerry, I can go do whatever. Well, Tom got hit by a car because I wasn't paying attention when I was crossing the street. <laughs> so Tom, so Tom's in the hospital for two weeks of game time. Now I got to dick around for two weeks of game time until he can get out and hack into this ATM. Like I, that's hilarious. I know. I'm really interested in this. Like I'm when I play the game, I'm going to play with permadeath because I didn't realize that there was this much depth to it. Like yeah. you're talking about, like people could be in the hospital or they could be in jail. I had no idea. I'd never heard that or read that anywhere. So. To me, this is this adds a nice layer to it. For other people, I know it's going to turn them off, but luckily they can just turn the option yeah. off altogether. Well, it's just a fun. It's like you said, it's a fun layer. And one of the one of the questions I had, and I'd I'd love to be able to ask him this is, you know, let's say I'm I'm playing as whoever, and I know I need to get Tim for this for this bank heist or whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Can the NPC get in trouble on its own? Because, like, am I going to go pick Ooh. up Tim and the police are pulling him out because he had kitty porn or something on the computer? He's in jail for 10 years. That would be awesome. I know. That would be so dope. So now I got to go find a new Tim. <laughs> you know, it's like opens up a new whole side mission thread, maybe. Maybe if he got to him sooner in the game, he wouldn't get arrested for something or whatever. That would be so dope. I hope that's in there. That's a great, that's a great idea. I really hope that's in there. That's cool. Number 10. Well, well, well. What do we have here, Travis? Sony seemed to have mistakenly published a developer testing tool onto the PlayStation Store this week titled, Well, 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 What Do We Have Here? There it is. 
the well, well, well spelled like the animal, by the way. And the artwork was of a well. Well, 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 what do we have here? It was selling for the super steep price of 49 cents on the PlayStation Store. Hmm. Website Push Square reported the blunder, noting that the game, quote, mentions early server development and integration in its description. It also refers to both the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, suggesting it could be used as a case study for publishers planning to sell upgradable titles that will transition from the company's current gen console to ex- to its next gen one, end quote. So this isn't a big news story, but it's just funny that they, somebody somewhere, an intern probably hit the wrong button <laughs> and made this public and right. available for people to buy. What do you think about this? If you bought it, does it, do you get a free upgrade to the five? Man, that would be some type of cheat code. That's the damn Konami code of right. PlayStation. So they basically built some sort of a wormhole that lets them test out these, these technology or this, uh, integration mm-hmm. basically that's kind of cool it's go we're kind of mm-hmm. seeing behind the veil right yeah and that's kind of hilarious I, i'm wondering part of me thought about this because you know you have normally you have like development kits so like they'll send you oh, yeah. like the playstation they'll send sony will send developers the ps5 dev kit or test kit and they develop on that right and yeah. you try out all the features and everything i'm wondering if they did this and created this thing because of covid and everybody working from home and everything so like maybe people could download this and use this to work huh. remote remotely That's on this on these particular things for PS5 uh-huh. and I don't I don't know or maybe this is just something they do all the time I don't know I don't but know. I would be interested to know I thought we were going conspiracy Jason there and I didn't know where it was going for a second and then you had this completely <laughs> logical thought <laughs> sorry to disappoint or to not disappoint number eleven Travis. Gamecom's Gamescom opening night live took place on Thursday and featured a number of announcements and reveals, albeit mostly anticlimactic. Here is a breakdown of what we saw. First off, in the pre-show, we saw a new trailer from space horror first-person shooter Quantum Error, which is coming to PS4 and PS5. Then Dirt 5 shared a trailer for Playgrounds mode, which allows players to design, create, edit, and race on custom arenas and share them with other players. Codemaster sent me a nice email about this. Yes, they did. It it looks like a, it's kind of like an X Games arena with Nitro Circus kind of monster jam. You can kind of go yeah. out of your mind with it, which is pretty sweet. Did you see, and I thought you might like this, have you seen on Dirt 5's Twitter of pictures of the photo mode people have been taking? Yeah, that looks sick, man. There's, those were some good pictures. I mean, some of those pictures are like, you can't tell it's a video game. So the dude that uh, designed the photo mode for the game commented on that tweet that they shared with the pictures, and right. he said, I couldn't even get them. I, he said, I could not even get pictures to look like this, and I designed it. <laughs> Damn. So because they've, gave, they've given some people access to the game to you know demo and make videos and stuff, influencers or whatever. So I thought that was cool that he said that, but yeah, it looks awesome. Moving on to the main show, we got to see Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. They shared a new cinematic trailer setting the stage for the story. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but did you see Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the trailer? (laughs) I did, yes. It looked just like him. I I had to watch it twice. Yeah, I had to watch it twice because I was like, that's this is like weird. Why is this guy I was it was amazing. And then by the way, that is exactly who I expected to be in those meetings in the eighties. Yes, it looked like just like Robert Redford from Spy Game or whatever that movie oh, is. Oh, God, it looked awesome. 
After that, we got to see a third-person action-adventure game, Unknown 9 Awakening, which was announced via a trailer for PlayStation 5 and will launch in 2021. Following that, we saw a new trailer for upcoming action RPG, Scarlet Nexus, which is coming to PS4 and PS5. That game's not for me. <laughs> After that, we got to see a new trailer for the Doom, Doom Eternal DLC, The Ancient Gods, which will release on October the 20th. That was followed by a concept art behind-the-scenes trailer for the new Dragon Age game, which is currently in development at BioWare. After that, we saw Bridge Constructor The Walking Dead, which was announced with a trailer and is set to release on PS4 and PS5 later this year. That was followed by Warhammer Age of Sigmar Stormground, that's a mouthful, which was announced via trailer and will launch on PS4 and PS5 in 2021. The the amount of hate this got in the comments was hilarious. It was amazing. <laughs> was it getting crushed? Yeah, but like I don't need the whole fucking lore backstory. Just show me the game. Like Jesus. I don't play that game. I don't want to sit through 5 minutes of like whatever oh, I was yeah. watching. I don't know what's happening. I don't care. Yeah, that was this game. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was awful. That was big time awful. Yeah, we were just sitting there. It was like five minutes of cinematics. Like, cool. The comments were like, L, L, F in the chat. L, F in the chat. F in <laughs> skip, the chat. skip, skip, skip. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was followed by much needed relief in the form of Crash Bandicoot 4, which introduced flashback levels via a gameplay trailer. The game releases on PS4 on October the 2nd. Dude, those looked impossible. I know. But the game's There's hard no enough way. as it is anyway for me. And it goes back to like any game with a weird camera thing. It's It takes me way mm. too long to adjust. Yeah, the, fi- the fixed cameras will get you every time. That was followed by a new Necromunda Underhive Wars trailer, which revealed the tactical RPG's different factions. The game will release on PS4 on September the 8th. I must have been asleep during that one. <laughs> After that, we saw Little Nightmares 2 which shared a gameplay trailer and revealed that the game will release on February 11th, 2021 on PS4 and later in the year on PS5. We saw an announcement trailer for Override 2 Super Mech League, which launches on PS4 and PS5 this holiday. After that, we saw a WWE 2K Battlegrounds trailer with Jerry Lawler. Yeah, and if you, by the way, that was a ridiculous trailer. It was everything that WWE is. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. If you're not, if you have all these high hopes for the NFL 2K game, this is what it's going to be like. Yeah, also a good point. Hopefully, it looks better than that. That was followed up by the announcement of a Sims 4 Star Wars expansion via trailer, which will come to the Sims 4 game on September the 8th. After that, we saw the fastest of gameplay clips from Godfall. And that's pretty much all there is to say about yep. it. It was like 10 seconds. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that, we saw a new Mafia Definitive Edition trailer, which looked really cool. Yeah, I'm going to end up with that. I'm leaning towards it as well. We'll see. That was followed up by turn-based combat strategy first-person shooter Limnus Gate, which was announced via a gameplay trailer and will release on PlayStation 4 in early 2021. After that, we saw Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga via a gameplay trailer, which revealed that the game will launch in spring 2021 on PS4 and PS5. Then we saw science fiction action adventure game Chorus 
via a gameplay teaser trailer revealed, which revealed that the game is coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2021. We finally started to get to some of the good stuff after this when we got the Fall Guys Season 2 announcement, which teased new rounds and new costumes based on a medieval theme, which will be coming to the game in October. Love it. This is my favorite time period. Yeah. And did you notice the push blocks? Oh, no, I didn't catch that. So they were like, a couple of the walls were basically castle walls. They didn't move. They were just walls. Mm -hmm. And they were pushing these blocks up to them to jump over them. And they didn't look like they were on teams in the clip that I saw. Look like that was just, you know, a normal race. And I can just see how much of a disaster that's going to be, which is fine. It's part of the game, but. It, yeah, I did not notice that. I think it was just kind of fast and furious and I was like typing at the same time. So that's true. That sounds cool. After that, we saw a gameplay trailer from free to play battle Royale game Spellbreak, which will launch on a PlayStation four on September the 3rd. That was followed up by Turrican Anthology Volume 1 and Volume 2, which were announced for PS4 and can be pre-ordered through Strictly Limited Games. Then we saw a gameplay trailer for the Destiny 2 Beyond Light Stasis subclass. Whatever. <laughs> and lastly, but not certainly not leastly, I'm sure that's not grammatically correct, <laughs> we saw a Ratchet and Clank Rift, and Rift Apart we saw the uncut version of the gameplay trailer from the PlayStation 5 reveal event, and afterwards, the game's director said while being interviewed that the game is a, quote, launch window game for the PlayStation 5, which most likely means early 2021. Following the show, Insomniac Games told Japanese publication Famitsu that the game will include a 60 frames per second mode, and elsewhere, Insomniac told website GamesRadar that players will, quote, feel going through rifts via the DualSense and 3D audio, that the female character shown may be Ratchet from another dimension, and that the game is not a direct sequel to Into the Nexus. I, re I really feel like they are going to take advantage of the DualSense and the 3D audio. I really feel like they're going to exploit it, and they're going to take the next-gen moniker seriously. Big time. It's... Of course, we haven't seen a whole lot from the other games that have been revealed, but it by far looks like the most next-gen game so far. Right. And that's everything from Gamescom Opening Night Live, Travis. With that, we will move on to number 12. We have several news nuggets again this week that we will run through here. If you have anything that you'd like to add, feel free to jump in here. First nugget. Developer Frogwares Studio announced that their Lovecraftian game, The Sinking City, has been delisted from digital storefronts after they have terminated their agreement with publisher Nacon and Big Ben Interactive over the publisher's failure to make royalty payments to Frogwares Studio. That's an interesting story to, go, to, to read if you guys want to look that up. Next nugget here, developer IO Interactive announced that Hitman 3 will launch on January 20th for $59.99 US dollars and will support a free upgrade from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5. That's brilliant. It saves us $20 to get VR to do this in first person. <laughs> there you go. PlayStation Universe reported that Chivalry 2 has been delayed to 2021 on both PS4 and PS5, <laughs> according to publisher Tripwire Interactive. Interesting. I thought Chivalry was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Chivalry might still be dead. It's delayed. PlayStation Universe also reported that Just Dance 2021 will launch on PS4 on November 12th 
and on PS5 this holiday for all you fucking nerds out there. <laughs> Dual Shockers reported that Cyberpunk 2077 will be getting free DLC after launch in addition to previously announced paid expansions, much like The Witcher 3, which is dope. Website Gamatsu reported that Yakuza Like a Dragon will launch on mm-hmm. PS4 on November 13th and will also come to PS5 at a later date, which very well could also be November the 13th. It's a it's a sequel to Walk Like an Egyptian. <laughs> Gamatsu also reported that visual novel game Vampire the Masquerade and Shadows of New York will release on PS4 on September 10th. That Romance of the Three Kingdoms 14 Diplomacy and Strategy Expansion Pack Bundle God, will release on PS4 in early 2021 in the West. That tactical RPG King's Bounty 2 has been delayed to March 2021, which looks cool. That stealth strategy game Party Hard 2 will release on PS4 on September the 8th, which also looks cool. That beat-em-up game Cobra Kai The Karate Kid Saga Continues will launch on PS4 on October 27th, which looks dumb as hell. That Borderlands 3 DLC Psycho Krieg and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck, great uh-huh. name, <laughs> will release on PS4 on September 10th. That Wonder Boy, Asha, and Monster World will come to PS4 in early 2021. That Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 will release on PS4 on December 8th and on PS5 at a later date. That Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory will launch on PS4 on November 13th. That narrative adventure game, Lost at Sea, will launch on ps5 later this year that seems like a game i would watch people play on twitch right it's just kind of like a chill relaxing looking game i'm never gonna play it but i'm like hey this looks cool watch just show me what you do yeah gamatsu also reported that virtual reality hack and slash roguelite until you fall is coming to playstation vr this fall i had to look up what roguelite was i had never heard of that until today yeah it's like where you die you start over to an extent and right whatnot yeah, it was. I mean, I guess I've played them before, and I had no idea that it had had its own like genre. Yeah, there's all kinds of little sub genres now. Gamatsu also reported that roguelike, there it is again, dungeon crawler, right? Sword Sword of the Necromancer will now launch on PS5 in addition to PS4 later this year. That point and click adventure game, The Procession to Calvary, will release on PS4 between quarter four, 2020, and the first quarter of 2021. I bet you have something to say about this. Listen, I'm here for this. This is <laughs> what I'm here for. I figured. I'm not, even sure. I'm not even sure I like point-and-click adventure games, but I watched yeah. I watched trailer of it today, and it looks like the characters from like the Monty Python, where they're like cut out of paintings, is really weird. <laughs> I love it. And then it's like all these weird Renaissance paintings. I don't even know what's happening in the story. At some point in the mm. trailer, there's two naked men, it's bananas, <laughs> but I'm into it. Yeah, the art style is really cool. It's really cool. Gamatsu also reported that platform action game Bubble Bobble for Friends, The Baron is Back, will launch on PS4 this fall. Do they think that na- that naming this shit like this is going to get them more, more buys? Like, It's like a horse designed by a committee as a camel. That's what all these names seem like. I really don't know what they're doing. I... This is way too many words. Like it doesn't make you sound smarter or whatever if you do this. And who's so. the Baron? It, we, the Baron's back, but like, is there another Bubble Bobble I don't know about? Maybe it was it <laughs> Bubble Bobble and the Three Friends. Now Baron is back, <laughs> so it's four. Had to be. Had to be. Gamatsu also reported that retro arcade racing game Hot Shot Racing will release on PS4 on September 10th. 
That Space Invaders Forever will launch on PS4 later this year. That hand-drawn action RPG Sanzai will come to PS4 and PS5 in 2022. That farm simulation game Oba Magica will come to PS4 and PS5 in early 2022. That 3D platformer Hyper Team Recon will come to PS4 and PS5 in 2022. That VR horror exploration game Wrath, sorry, Wraith, The Oblivion Afterlife will come to PSVR in early 2021. That JRPG Yeez 9 Monstrum Nox will launch on PS4 on February 2nd. That the final expansion to Monster Hunter World, Iceborne Fatalis, will launch on September 30th. That turn-based strategy fantasy football game, Blood Bowl 3, will release on PS4 and PS5 in early 2021. I can't believe there's three of those. You know what? They're pretty well regarded, believe it or not. I remember the first one came out and I was like, this looks weird as hell. Yeah. Now there's three of them. The second one is on PlayStation Now. Gimatsu also reported that puzzle adventure game Carto will launch on PS4 on October 27th. That developer Lensworks has announced Aragami 2 and it will come to PS4 and PS5 in early 2021. That developer Teku Studios announced real-time tactics stealth game The Stone of Madness for PS5 and that it will launch in spring 2021. Did you read anything about that one? Yes, it looks cool. All right, yeah. So it's pretty interesting concept. You're trying to like figure. I guess there's a little bit of Shutter Island in it. Like you're trying to figure out what's going on, and you're like in this castle thing or this mm-hmm. fort. Um, do you know what the Stone of Madness is? I don't. Have you heard of this before? No. All right. Well, they also call it the Stone of Folly, and it kind of was from this ph- philosophical thing in around the 15th century. And the idea was there was basically a stone in you, in your head, and it it could cause you know madness. Um, it could make you dumb. Or uh, give you dementia, like basically they they thought it was a mental disorder. And do you know how they treated this? Please tell me it's lobotomy. Uh, well, kinda. They it's called. Uh, tra- I'm gonna say this wrong. Trep trepanation. I can't ever say it, but when you say it, I know it's right. It's where they would drill holes in your head. Oh my god! Right. So they thought basically, like if you're dumb, you just had a, like a stone in your head, and they called it the stone of madness or the stone uh-huh. of folly. Right. I love it. So I looked it up because I thought that has to mean something, right? Mm-hmm. And the the drawings were horrifying, like <laughs> crazy. I love that they thought that they could fix stupid people by putting a hole in their head. In a way, uh-huh. they can't. In a way, in they a can. Way. Oh, God. <laughs> in a way, they certainly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gamatsu also reported that co-op action game Bada Space Station will release on PS4 and PS5 in spring 2021. That ancient India action adventure game Raji, an ancient epic, will launch on PS4 on October 15th. That Lovecraftian cyberpunk thriller Transient will release on PS4 in 2021. That free-to-play open-world action RPG Genshin Impact will launch on PS4 on September 28th. That World War II real-time tactics game War Mongrels will launch on PS4 and PS5 in 2021. That game looks dope. Did you look that up? I did. And, you know, every week we put together you put together this list and I go through all these games and mm-hmm. I read through them and then I'll look them up. And I always have a few that uh, I think will be interesting and 99% of the time I hate them. And it's like a surprise game, like the Renaissance painting game we just talked about. And I'm like, what in the hell? And I love it. <laughs> yes. So this one I thought, 
well, I like this. I like World War II, and I like the word the words "war." Mongrels go together, so it'd be cool. Sure, and it actually it does seem pretty cool. Like the way that it's done up is pretty cool. I like the artwork. Um, the strategy looks like it's pretty straightforward in a way, but not mm-hmm. necessarily to where it's too easy. If that makes sense. Right, right. It looks cool. It's on my radar for sure. And finally, Travis Yamatsu reported that interactive food game Nor. Play with your food is coming to PS5 at some point in the future. <laughs> Did you see that one at all? No, I read "nor play with your food" and I couldn't decide if "nor" was a person or if it was a verb. And I just I shut down. I put that one last for a reason because that is a video game about literally playing with your food. You can make an ice cream sundae. You can just throw whatever you want on it. You can just make a mess of it like you're a kid, you know, a baby in a high chair, and. It's fascinating that, that somebody decided to take that concept and make a video game out of it. But the line between genius and moron is very thin. Dude, it's got a PlayStation blog post. Like PlayStation's getting behind this game. They've made they're making a little bit of a marketing push. You should go look it up. Uh, well, my theory behind this is that the world sucks so much ass right now that you give me a game where I can turn my brain off and they're like, Hell yeah. Mm, fair. That's my theory. Fair. Yeah, fair. And that is all for the news this week, Travis. Finally, I'm my, my vocal cords hate me right now. That was a lot. And I'm not done. I'm not done. So with that, let's move into the new game releases this week. On PSVR this week, we are getting Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series. On PS4, we're getting Air Hockey, Alpha Set by Palgi, Arcade Archives Lightning Fighters, Captain Tsubasa Rise of New Champions, Cinders, Death End regarding Quest 2, whatever, Descenders, which looks cool, Final Fantasy Chronicles Remastered Edition, Giraffe and Annika, Gleamlight, Griffin Knight Epic Definitive Edition, Hypnospace Outlaw, Kandagawa Jet Girls, okay, Madden NFL 21, New Super Lucky's Tale, Norman's Great Illusion, No Straight Roads, Party Panic. Which is, what would you say Party Panic is? It has a little bit of Fall Guys and Gang Beasts in it. Oh, I have no idea. You tell me. Oh, you didn't look You didn't look up Party Panic? No, I just made the list, bro. That's your job. Oh, sorry. I thought you looked that up. <laughs> um, what were we talking about earlier? It was a game with a closer, it was a game with a close title and I linked them together. You're welcome. Sorry. Party, party Hard? Yes, that's what I did. Um, anyway, it's names of people, games. They all go. They all blend together. Um, that's a that's a that's your character flaw. That is my character flaw. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like a. I'm gonna get. It's a party game. It, it has some similar colorfulness of those two games. It's kind of mm. arcadey in a way. My thought when I saw the price of sixteen ninety nine was like I can play probably a better version, which is called Fall Guys for free. So it's probably not mm. gonna do well. Gotcha. Okay. We're also getting Project Cars 3, Remnant from the Ashes Complete Edition, Road Bustle, Street Power Soccer, The Last Campfire, which is a new game from the guys who made No Man's Sky, Theme Park Simulator, Roller Coaster Paradise, The Suicide of Rachel Foster, which we read last week, Foster's, Australian for Suicide. (laughs) It's <laughs> a great tagline. It's Call of Australia. <laughs> and uh, we also are getting Wasteland 3, which is a big one. And Windbound. Also, 
this week. We're getting a PS3 game. It very well, it could very well be the last PS3 game to ever release. Travis, the fuck is happening? It's called Shakedown Hawaii. It is already uh-huh. on. It is already on PlayStation Vita and PlayStation Four. Right. You should look. You should look the game up. It's a good game. Why did they port it to the three? <laughs> so the guy who makes this game has made a, few, a couple of other games. He's basically a one man studio, and he just puts his games on every platform that he can get them on. He released a game on the Wii in like 2017. Hmm. And yeah, so he just tries to get it on literally everything. I think in 2016, he put a game on the PSP. Uh, they, I don't, uh, this is, this might be the last PS3 game to ever come out is, is my guess. So we'll see. Finally, we are also getting two PlayStation Vita games this week. Alpha Set by Palgi and Norman's Great Illusion. And that is all for the new game releases this week. All right, Travis, let's move on to our question, comment, or concern here. And this week, wanted to talk to you about your your new your new venture that you're venturing out into in the world of video games. We were contacted this week by a gentleman who is created a esports league for F1 racing on PS4. And uh, why don't you tell us about what you're going to be doing? Well, it's an odd thing. I think we both weren't sure it was real at first. Um, It's just, I think that's just our personalities. (laughs) But sure. um, I know he downloaded and listened to the podcast because he told me that. So I assume he listened and heard, heard us talking about it. Maybe he... He might have been the person watching my live stream last night. I'm not 100% sure. And if he was watching my live stream and decided that I should be a part of his league, that's pretty impressive because I was driving terribly. Um, (laughs) But I was talking the whole time that I was driving terribly. Um, So maybe that's what he liked. But uh, basically, he invited me to be a part of his league. It's it's a new um, F1 league for 2020. It's called the United Nations F1 League. And um, I'm part of like a three-man commentary group. I'm about... 95% 95% sure I'm the only American involved. I think they're, I know, I think one of them's Canadian and two of them are, um, are British or at least live in the UK. So, you know, they're more, my, my F1 knowledge is probably the last 20 years or so. You know, I didn't really get into it until I was probably in my teens and, um, I haven't really, really gotten into it, um, until recently. And, you know, these guys probably grew up with it. You know, I'm a big dumb American. So my racing is like, you know, turn left with a V8 and mm. drive straight really fast for a quarter of a mile. Like, that's what we do. Anyway, I guess he saw the content and liked what we were doing and he asked for some help. So basically, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people who crash out. I'll, I'll interview them. I'll interview the winner and the driver of the day. Um, I'll kind of pop in. You know, Liam and Alex will be the guys that are, um, I'm going to say, taking the lead as far as the color goes and the, and the play-by-play and that kind of stuff. I'll be there to kind of add stuff as I see it. My experience with the game and, and racing and sim racing, I'm sure, will will lend itself to be useful at some point during it. Um, I know those guys race too. So, you know, it's a first year thing. We're all going to kind of jump in and get our feet wet and see how it goes and see where it takes us. And, you know, I know the guy that reached out, I know he has a lot of big dreams for it. And, you know, you don't get far with little dreams. So it's nice to be a part of something so randomly that's new, though. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad that you're getting involved with it. And 
if that interests you guys, be sure to follow us on Twitter and we will share on Twitter and our social media when streaming goes live for those events and when you can hear Travis on the airwaves and watch the races. When is the first, when's the first uh, race, I guess, that you guys are going to have? It'll be Sunday at one. So it'll be every Sunday at one o'clock New York time. Um, I think it's six o'clock in the UK and you can extrapolate that to your own time zone wherever you live. I guess if you're listening to this podcast right when it comes out, then in four hours from now, it'll hmm. <laughs> we'll be we'll be live. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll yeah we'll tweet out the link um, in the feed. You know, we're allowed to share the feed. Uh, we have permission to do that. We have permission to you know edit and clip it as we want to. So you know, I might I might clip out just the parts where I'm talking or, or the parts that are interesting of the race and make like a little highlight to put up on our Twitch or something. Just um, you know, if you miss the race and just kind of want to you know see the highlights, I might throw something up for you on there. That sounds cool. Well, Travis, let's wrap things up here. Why don't you talk to me about what you're going to be playing in the week ahead? I'd like to get some more Call of Duty in. Um, I've been using the, um, what's, it, what's the new assault rifle we just got? Uh, the C87. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I enjoy it. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, I'm having a great time with that. So I'd like to keep that going some more. Um, I probably end up streaming some F1 this week. I think I'm at Azerban this week. And I haven't gotten to any of the tracks yet that I'm that I've raced before. Every track I've been to so far, I've had to learn while I'm preparing to race, which is kind of difficult. Um, you know, all the other racetracks like um, you know the Rebel Ring or Interlagos or the Nurburgring, I played those in other games, and I'm I'm sure at those races I'll have a chance to get a podium. Um, the tracks that I'm learning, it is just up in the air. I might qualify. I qualified seventh and finished sixteenth because I can't stop hitting people like. Because <laughs> that's just on those tracks, I've raced them so many times that my breaking points and all that stuff's kind of just in my head. And, right. Um, gosh, learning. You mean your you mean your GT breaking points, not your F one breaking points. <laughs> By the way, that's a great point. Though they are very right. they are very different, but it at least gives me uh, a reference point to start from. And right. um, shout out to the guy who watched my stream at Bahrain who told me that I was entering way too shallow in the turns. He is one hundred percent right. I was entering the turns like I was driving a a GTD or a GTLM car on Gran Turismo where I have less downforce and I, you know, you got to kind of come in at a different angle. I, I keep, it's such a different type of car to drive. And I was watching a guy do uh, Gran Turismo today on a live stream and he had seen, he was like, he was talking about how he hadn't played in a few weeks and he's driving up the straightaway of the Red Bull ring, uh, which I've done a hundred times and he's going through the gears He's coming up on the turn. He starts to slow down, and like normally on that turn, in the car he was in, which was like a was a Jaguar, a GT3 car, um, you want to take that turn in third gear, right? And kind of trail break through and pop out. And if you hit it right, you'll just shoot down that straightaway. And I've been playing F1, and he's <laughs> driving up, and I'm like, I was like, Jesus, he's going slow. Like, he's never gonna get there. And I look down at his barometer, and he's in top gear. He's in sixth gear. And like, and my brain was like, this is so slow. And it's just like, you've just adjusted. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was just thinking about how, like when the new Gran Turismo comes out and I have F1 and Gran Turismo, like I'm going to have to, Uh I'm going to have to drive for 30 minutes to acclimate myself. (laughs) That's going to be a change. What else are you playing this week? Anything else? That'll probably be it. Unless we throw in some fall guys one night. Um, Nothing else Mm -hmm. is really... You know, last week I played so many random things. I'll probably tone it down this week and be boring. Yeah, same. I think I'm. I'll 
play Red Dead Online as always, get my challenges, mix in some Call of Duty, um, maybe Fall Guys here and there, and then I do intend to stream Two Point Hospital some more. It's so, so if you <laughs> if you guys are interested in that, just a little bit of lightheartedness and some comedy and some some management. If you just want to chill and watch that, look for that on Twitch later this week. It's a it's a great game to watch. And if you're into sim racing, don't forget to tune in for Travis. If you want to know when we're going to stream, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DualSense Pod. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please subscribe, review us, and share us with a friend. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several more. We're also on YouTube if you prefer to listen there. By finding You can find us by searching The DualSense Podcast. And with that, Travis, that's everything we've got this week. Thanks for joining me, and we will talk at you guys next time.